Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Welcome to the Gap Church. Thank you so much for coming um, to fellowship with us this morning. Thank you for coming to, you know, dine with the Father. Thank you for being a part. I know it's six. some of us have to wake up like seven, eight to be here. So shout out first service. Yeah. My name is Lala and this is The Gap, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And so over the last, I'll say four weeks or so, we've been having different topics. And one thing I noticed about all the different things we're talking about is it goes back to Jesus, the conviction, picking aside. I love how Abby did it last week. Someone celebrate Abby. She talked about picking aside, reminding us about our conviction and just reminding us that it is time we need to take this thing seriously. Enough of um, like Jesus, like the Revelations three, back and forth auto code. If you're warm, I will speak you out. I thank God for the season that we are in the Gap Church because the Lord has said we are presently in a season where God is bringing us to a place of understanding. It's the season of teaching, and so. Some things might seem like we're repeating some things over and over again, but repetition brings mastery. And so God, um, one thing I've noticed is that the body of Christ does not lack knowledge. We know things. But Jeremiah 3.15 says, I'll give you shepherd who would, you know, after my own heart, who would feed you with knowledge and understanding. And so there's one thing to have knowledge, but there's another thing to have understanding. And understanding is the application of that knowledge. My definition of understanding, I'm going to go straight into our series. But I, today is very foundational, so bear with me. I'm going to be teaching a lot. I define understanding as the ability to get something with your intellect, comprehend it, and know it to a point of explanation and multiplication. I can add to it there and put, know it to a point of application, explanation, duplication, and multiplication. So you just don't know it. You know it to a point where you can explain it to somebody else. You can multiply it in somebody else. You can apply it. And so in the spirit of understanding, we're going to be talking about, in the next six weeks, a series tied to a topic that I know that we all know. It's not new to the body of Christ. Every, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say everybody, but most people are, are walking in some of these things. But we lack understanding in it. And so that's what the series is about. We're going to be bringing our, ourselves. I tell you, because even as I'm studying, I'm learning things I didn't even know. So we're bringing ourselves understanding about this topic. So how many of us know our series title? Gifted. gifted, exactly. Gifted, 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 gifted in gold. It's looking gold. All right, so gifted. And basically, we're talking about the gift of the spirit. The gift of the spirit. Any of us know the gift of the spirit? Ever heard it before? Never heard it before. All right. So that means, I'm in church because I tell you everybody in church has heard it. <laughs> so I'm in church. So we're going to talk about the gifts of the spirit. But I'm privileged to give an introduction. And so today I'm going to be talking about the nature, the use, the author, and misconceptions about the gifts of the spirit. So the nature, the use, the author, and some misconceptions. But I'm going to bring everything from the point of misconceptions. So I'll have one misconception, use it to explain some other things, and we'll beat it like that till we are done. Amen. And so, one thing I want us to understand is that there are two dimensions in which the Holy Spirit manifests in every individual. There are two dimensions. 
the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit on you. The Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit on you. When you see the Holy Spirit in you, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And when you see the Spirit, Holy Spirit on you, is the gift of the Spirit. Let me give you two examples and then we'll go in the scripture so that you, whenever you see those words in the Bible, those in and on, you kind of understand what you're trying to say. John 14 from verse 16 to 17, real quick, I'm going to read it. And it says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. 17, and even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be where? Will be where? In you. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit inside of you and that is the fruit of the Spirit. And then you go to Acts 1 verse 8. It says, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit is come where? For our Bible scholars, will come where? Upon you, on you, depending on the translation. So the difference is one is talking about the fruit and one is talking about the gift. And so today we are talking about the one on you. We've talked about the one in you. Um, Anu has talked about it in you as well. We've talked about it so many times. So today we're talking about the one on you. And so our anchor scripture for this entire series is from 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 1 to 11. 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 1 to 11. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it and explain it as I go. So let's, if it's in your notes, just color the entire thing from 1 to 11. If you have your physical Bible, mark it and keep it open because we're going to be going back to it a lot in this. My topic for today, my subtopic, I'll put it that way, is it is for all. It is for all. You can put a line there, it is for you to have, and it's for you to benefit from. It is for you to have, and it's for you for you to benefit from. Please, I would admonish us in this series that we have your note and write. As I said, we're teaching a lot. You're going to need to be going back and forth Sundays. Don't miss any Sunday, because I tell you, we're going to be learning a lot of things and we're going to be getting deliverance from knowledge. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall do what? Set you free. So we're going to be getting freedom from the word of God. Amen. Amen. So let us pray real quick. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this word, even as we're about to go into it. Lord, we ask that you would teach us at your feet. Give us freedom from it, oh God. We learn from it. Our minds are expanded. Our knowledge is expanded. We take away every distraction. And Lord, we're excited because when we step out of here, we are better for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Like I said, our topic is, it is for all. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, 1 to 11 started with us, with Paul talking to the Corinthians. And the first thing Paul said is about spiritual things. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. About spiritual things, I don't want you to be ignorant. The translation says spiritual gift. If you have the KJV, gift is in italics. If you look at the actual writing of this, it said about spiritual not really spiritual gift, but it said about spiritual, meaning about spiritual activities, about spiritual things. I don't want you to be ignorant. And so why did Paul admonish them? And that's the first thing he said. If you take me back to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7 specifically, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7, 1, 7. Um, Passion translation. Bible says that, and he, he was he told them, he said that, so now you aren't lacking any spiritual gift. 
you are not lacking any spiritual gift. So the Corinthians, the people of Corinth at that time were manifesting different spiritual gifts, but they had no understanding. So they were seeing themselves like the church right now. Many people are miracles. There's gifts of healing. There's different things happening. But they didn't understand what was happening. There were a lot of chaos. There's a lot of disorderliness. Some people were shouting at the back, prophesying. And that person was saying, I have a word of knowledge. That person was singing. And the entire church was in disarray. And so they reached out to Paul and like, something is going on. We're seeing ourselves moving dimensions we have no understanding about. Help us. And so the first thing he said about spiritual things, I do not want you to be ignorant. I want to teach you something. I want to bring you to an understanding that what is happening to you is not strange. You just lack knowledge in it. You just lack knowledge in it. And so, uh, my first misconception, I'm just going to go straight to my first misconception I want us to write. Because I said everything is going to birth from... Like one or two, three misconceptions, depending on what my time is. My first misconception is many people say that it is not the same spirit. They are operating a different kind of the Holy Spirit. It is not the same spirit. They are operating a different kind of the Holy Spirit. I have heard this before. There are some people who say, I don't know the Holy Spirit. Maybe come and pour this Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit inside of me is from the Holy Spirit inside of you. Because they see people do something sometimes. And if you go to verse 2 of 1 Corinthians, Paul said they talk about idolatry. Because he knows that because they, some of them think that this Holy Spirit walking inside of this person is different because he's doing some things that is different. I'm going to serve the carrier of the gift instead of the author of the gift. And so now the first thing I want us to have in our mind is that it is the same spirit. It is the same spirit. Give me verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. It says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. I was looking for a picture yesterday. I, didn't, I couldn't find it. I was, trying to, I was going to draw it, but you don't want to see my drawing. So I'm going to, we're going to use our imagination today. We say amen. A body of water. Let's just say a body of water. So a big river. And ever... Many of us is going to the beach, so I might use the beach. And so you, you know you can control the path of the water, right? So you can make a path, and then the water starts to flow. And then you can make a different path, and then the water starts to come from different angles. Based on the shape you make, the water takes that form. Yes or yes. So that means this is a body of water, so I can make this path, this path, this path. And so it's still the same water, just going to different sources. And so, but then the shape I make here is different from the shape I make here. I'm going to make a, round, a circle here and I make a curve here. Doesn't mean the water changes, the shape just changes. And so that's the way the Holy Spirit works. It's from the same spirit, but it takes the shape depending on what you create. And so when the Holy Spirit is working with this person with the gift of faith, and then that person with the, with the word of prophecy, it's the same spirit, but at that moment the body changed the shape of what we wanted to see. The Bible says that as the body, body needs is what the Holy Spirit gives. So if the body at that moment is requiring gifts of healing and you've come that morning and you're excited that I'm about to prophesy, but you don't submit to the same spirit, the Holy Spirit is unable to move you to what the body requires. It is the same spirit. And Paul was so very intentional about reminding them because it would take me to, I think, verse, I think verse 11 or so when he talks about, he said it's the one and the same spirit that walks all of this. 
um, Maria, I think, let me, let me, yeah, Maria Woodworth Eater. She was an evangelist in the 1800s, and she was one of the first women evangelists in that time. And she was so powerful, the Holy Spirit would walk through her that during administration, people would freeze for hours. People would just freeze. And so I think Alexander Dewey and some other people gathered, and they were like, there's something wrong with that woman. She's a demon. She is blah, blah, blah. And then also she was a woman, so there's that. Amen. <laughs> and so they went to meet her, and they were like, see, we know the Holy Spirit will walk this way and this way and this way. But I don't know why people are freezing in your church. <laughs> and she said, I, I carry the Holy Spirit as well. But the way the Holy Spirit will walk through you and the way it walk through me is different. But it's the same spirit. And so that's what Paul was trying to remind them. That the Holy Spirit would move in different form. You cannot contain him to one square or one box. But it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. But then Paul was intentional. If you go to verse 3, he started to tell you the things almost like a test. To know that if the spirit is actually walking, if these people are actually walking under the Holy Spirit. Or walking under a different spirit. Bible says in first Corinthians, um, in, I think in first John, it talks about testing our spirit. And so he gave them a test and said, if these things don't happen, when this is happening, then check if it's from the Holy Spirit. And the first thing he gave them there, he said that verse 3a, he said, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a cost. So the first thing he's saying now is that if the gift, the manifestation of that gift does not elevate Jesus, it's not from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit does not do anything to contradict Jesus. He is an extension. The, the three of them work together. He said, I would, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit said, I would teach you all things. He said, I would tell you what my father tells, what, your, what my, our father tells us. So the will of the Father is what I'm going to bring to pass. So that means whatever is happening or whatever manifestation that does not elevate Jesus but elevate the person is not the Holy Spirit. And so that's the first thing Paul told them. He said, Nobody by the Spirit will call Jesus a cost. And then the second point is said that nobody can call that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. And so you say that, but anybody can stand on his altar and say Jesus is Lord. But the Bible says you have to first what? Believe in your heart. So you cannot actually call Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit went on to salvation. So it birthed a level of conviction. I always tell people this. I said miracles are God is almost like candy, and God uses it to attract people. It's not just for show. The Bible says in Acts 3 that these people came and they went and looked at Peter and John and said, I want money. And Peter and John said, silver and gold I have, no, what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. The man did not jump out of the temple, he went into the temple. The Bible says that the man with the legions, so when they saw Jesus, they recognized him and said, please, sir, don't have mercy. But then it, it, it's impossible because Jude 1 talks about how that they, that they, are, they change location. They're in the wrong place. They're in the wrong domain. So they can't be there. They're supposed to be chains. And so the Bible said that he sent them out. But what happened after that was that he was dining with Jesus. So the gifts, the manifestation of the gifts always birth conviction. So nobody will say Jesus is the Lord without the Holy Spirit. And the third thing is that this gift, this gift contributes to the growth of the body. Take me to verse 7. 
Take me to verse 7. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I cover as much as possible in first service. If not, I'll finish it in second service. Verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is, even, is given to each one for the profit of all. Another translation says to help each other. So if he's not helping you or helping me, then what is it? What's it doing? You know, I was reading one of Kenneth Egan's book, A Blessed Memory. And he was talking about one experience he had when he was praying. And I could relate so much because I've had it before. And in this, it was explaining how the Holy Spirit had woken him up in the midnight and was making him pray for his daughter. Um, and so he was praying in the language of the Holy Ghost. And at the moment, he found himself to prophesy. Nobody was there. He's not on the altar or anything, but he was prophesying in his room. And the Holy Spirit was speaking through him and telling him how his daughter would not die, how the child would survive. And he was even thinking, why am I saying all of these things? The mother is months away from having a baby. And the moment he said, he said he found himself prophesying to himself. And when I read that, I was just, (laughs) but I remember that actually it happens to me. Sometimes you're praying and you start to speak some things and then later you're like, what did I just say? That was not in my prayer point. That is a manifestation of the gift to help you and to help the body. And so you walk up, you, you're living in a home and you have people who are sick around you and then you, you desire the gifts of the healing. You have it and then you give it. And so you don't walk around with people who are sick around you. You have the words of wisdom. And so you're met with a a situation where your boss is asking you to do something or you get fired. And the Lord gives you special kind of wisdom that even your colleagues are saying, how did you do it? It helps you. And then the moment you tell them how you do it, you tell them that I have the Holy Spirit. I received him and he gave me the ability to have wisdom in this situation. You can also have it. That's how it works. Second misconception. Second misconception. It is only, and I know this one, a lot of us, we know it. We've heard it before. If you've not heard it before, you are lying. It's only for a special set of people. It's only for those who are called into ministry. I've heard that so many times. Only for the people on the pulpit. Only for the fivefold ministry people. Take me to Joel 2.28. Joel 2.28. Bible says, and it shall come to pass afterward I will pour my spirit on is it in or on? And what does that mean? The gift of the spirit. So say, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. My sons, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Take me to my first Corinthians, but verse 8 to 11. Give me the message translation. Give me the message translation real quick, please, and thank you. Verse 8 to 11 is all in one. Okay. It's coming. Okay. It starts from God's various gifts. But if you can open it as well, that would work in your phones. So, yeah, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere. But they originate in, in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they originate in God's spirit. God's various expression of power and action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Every person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. That's where I'm going to stop. Everyone gets in on it. 
The kind of people I'm able to reach with my gift is different from the kind of people you are able to reach with your gift. My capacity or my, the range of access I have might not pass the four wall of this place. But you get to have a job that takes you to New York. And so if it's only reserved for us in the altar, some people would never get it. Bible says, I think in, um, yes, in 1 Corinthians 14, he said to say that, well, my brothers and sisters, 26, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some revelation, another will speak in tongues, another will interpret. So I can't come up this Sunday and I decide to lead the announcement. After the announcement, I go into worship. After worship, me alone will lead the prayer. After prayer is done, I'll come and teach you. Please, when do I benefit? Because it's for everybody. Please. And that's why comparison is very, very, very risky. You can't do it because it's diverse. It's different. One crazy example that, you know, blew my mind about comparison. I remember in, when I went to Ghana many, many years ago. And then the Naira, well, from Nigeria to Ghana. Then the Naira, which is Nigerian money, was so big. By the time we took it to, to Ghana and we converted it to cities, it was like, Two million or ten million or something like that, and we t- we were <laughs> we were balling like we had money, but obviously we converted that to naira. It was like maybe some random buy something random, but right there in Ghana, I was a rich man, a rich woman, depending on how many of us. I think we're like plenty, anyways. But we're rich, and so imagine if someone who believes that they have so much wealth and so much money in Ghana find their way in Nigeria. That's the danger of comparison. In Ghana, you are rich. So why are you trying to leave Ghana for Nigeria? That's why comparison is risky. They are diverse. Diverse kinds of gift. And every one of you have what you can contribute to the body. None is less important than the other. It is for all. And so I'm going to go straight... The third misconception I'll talk about in the second service. I'm going to t- go straight to the gift. The gifts are divided into three categories. Real quick, the gifts are divided into three categories. Let me have verse 8 to 11 NKJV. The first category of the gift is revelational gifts. Revelational gift. These are the gifts that give insight and reveal things in the spirit. They are the gifts that give insight and reveal things in the spirit. And these are what? The words of no- wisdom. Words of knowledge and discerning of spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. And I like to call it this. It's what helps you think like Christ. It is what helps you think like Christ. The second one is the power gift. This one's like they are operational in nature. And they are the gifts of faith, the working of miracle, and the, you know, the gift of faith, working of miracle, and the gifts with an S of healing. It's not gift, it's gifts of healing. Because some people will have the gift for those who have a high, um, high problem. And that person, barrenness, that's anyone who needs baby, that's where they are. Strength. Some people with wheelchair, all they do is just wheelchair. If you have wheelchair, come around, you stand up. Because they are different. Some people, their expertise is headache. Gifts of healing. And I, I like to categorize as the way to um, help us to act like Christ. Help us to act like Christ. And the last one are the vocal gifts, utterances. They are the prophecies, diverse tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And this one helps us to speak. 
like Christ. Revelation help us to what? Think like Christ. Um, power help us to act like Christ. And vocal help us to speak like Christ. And this I'm going to end it today. How do we get this gift? You've heard all the things about this gift. But how do we get this gift? Take me to Acts 8 from verse 17 to 21. I'm going to tell you how to get it. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit, verse 18. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands on the people, he offered them money to buy this power. Verse 20. But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you, for thinking God's gifts can be bought. Verse 21. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right with God. You can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. The gift cannot be bought. It is a gift that is given. Bible says, he said that, my, that I would, um, my father, like how much more my father, my heavenly father who knows how to give good gifts. He will give you the Holy Spirit. It's a gift that is given. But there are things that you need to have to receive this gift. It's not money. But there are things. Take me to 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 1, and um, NKJV actually. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, NKJV. Okay. By figuring that out, I, can, I, I think I know it. It says, one, pursue love and desire spiritual gift. Two things. Number one, pursue love. Number two, desire spiritual gift. I'm going to start from the place of desire, and I'm going to go to, go to love. It, it, it was so specific. I think if we go to one of the verses in 14, it says that I want you to desire or be, desire this gift for the edification of the body. So your desire, it says, until your heart is right with God, your desire has to be right. You have to desire these things. We pray a lot about God, give me a desire for you. A desire comes a passion for it. You have to want it. It is giving, but if you don't receive it, you can't have it. The moment the Holy Spirit came on them on in Acts 2 and came on earth, he never went back. So all we just need to do is receive it. But you have to desire these things. You have to desire, Lord, I, want, I desire. Build a desire within yourself to want to be more than you are right now. To want more, more measure of the Holy Spirit. To want to walk in these things. A desire just for the edification of the body. A desire because you see someone that needs help and you, you, you feel like I need the ability to be able to help them. That's why it says spiritual abilities. I see someone who is sick and I want to be able to help them. So Father, give me this. I, I know I have it, but help me to receive it and be able to will it the right way. And then the second thing is that you pursue love. And Paul was very specific. He didn't say pursue gifts. He said desire it because it's possible that we start pursuing this gift up and down to show off. So he said pursue love, then desire the gift. And so that's why between 12, when he talked about the gift, and 14, when he talked about pursue, he explained to them in 13 what love is. So that when he said pursue love, it does not just mean the random love. Now you know what love means. You know that, yes, I might prophesy a storm, but if I have no love, I have nothing. It births from compassion. The Bible says Jesus had compassion on them and then he healed them. He had compassion. They were hungry and then he fed them. It births from compassion. If you don't have the love and the compassion to help, you ain't going to get it. 
Because it's for the edification of the body. And the third one, I know I said two, but this third one is the most important one. And I know I don't have that scripture there, but please take me to Acts 2 from verse 38 to 39. I know I didn't send that, but if you can, if you can, you can open it on your phones, please. Acts 2 from verse 38 to 39. Acts 2 from verse 38 to 39. I'm going to end this morning. And Peter said to them, 30, 38. And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the Holy Spirit. One, one and the most important part of receiving this gift is repentance. The salvation moment for the disciples didn't come in Acts 2. It came in John 20. Let me, be, let me be very sure. John 20 from verse 22 to 23. That was when their salvation moment happened. Because the Bible says that Jesus told them, he said, and he said, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, 23. And he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. You retain the sins of any, they are retained. This was where their salvation moment happened because this was when the forgiveness happened. Not in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit came upon them. The first thing that the Lord wants us to have is Forgiveness. The Holy Spirit cannot come on an on a, uh, old wine skin. It would burst. I don't remember ever seeing a picture of an old wine skin before. The wine skin, it's, it's, it's made of, I think, animal skin. And then after, after one year, when you put it together, it starts to dry up. And when it gets too dry, it cracks. And so it's unable to contain the wine. And so they are required to change it almost like quarterly or every six months. Because when it gets too dry, it cracks and the wine spills. And so the, the Lord is saying for me to pour out this Holy Spirit that is already here, but for you to be able to receive it, your container needs to change. Because it's impossible, because the Holy Spirit does what? Elevate Jesus. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, who is he elevating? You. But it, it comes first from repentance. I know some of us who tell, we will say that, why do I even need these gifts in the first place? I'm good with where I am. I tell you, the reason why a lot of people are going to the sages and the crystals is because the people that wield it are showing them the manifestation of it. But you're a Christian. You call yourself a child of God. You lack manifestation. There's nothing to show for it. The Bible says Peter's shadow was causing miracles to happen. They are coming to say, what do you have that we don't have? Simon wanted to buy it. But we're Christians who don't care much for it. I am good the way I am. You have nothing to show for your Christianity. You say that my father, all power belongs to him. You have no power. My, my last name is Ogedengbe. Wherever I go, I bear that last name. People that know my father and I call that last name, they know me by that last name. So if I tell people I am the son of God, they need to know me by that last name. But for you to have this gift, walk in the manifestation of that gift, for, for, for us not to have the experiences that the sons of Sceva had, because you will be faced with things like that. People would question your God. Like last, as, as Abby said last week, the four Hebrew brothers in a strange land, all of us are in a strange land, let's be honest. People are going to ask you to bow or go into fire. Do you know the person you're about to go into fire for? 
Do you have a relationship with that person? Before we start to go into a series where we're asking for the gift, where we want to receive what has already been given, where you want to prophesy. Because I tell you, when you start to get access into the spirit, you start to hear things sometimes that are not of God. And you need to be able to have a relationship to know the one that is for God and not for God. So you don't become a prophet of doom. But it comes from a place of relationship. So I want us to bow our heads real quick. Because we're going to pray this morning. Um, just one prayer. But before then, I want us, if you're here and you want to, view that relationship. Because I tell you, this series is special. God, is a, God wants to release and birth out something in this month. This is the ninth month. He wants to better something out of us. But he needs this foundation to be fixed first. And so if you're here, you want to give your life to Christ, I'm going to say the prayer. And I want all of us to say it together with them. And we'll give them an opportunity to acknowledge themselves. And so we're going to say this prayer today. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name. And so if you're here and you say that prayer and you want to rebuild that relationship, started again for some people or just restarted please raise your hands wherever you are and if you're online as well there'll be a number and i want you to text that number as well save to that number but if you're here give you a few seconds because i want us to pray and the prayer we're going to pray if you're not saved is going to be an ineffective prayer so raise your hands wherever you are give you a few more seconds and then we'll rise and pray all right thank god we're all saved please let us stand up because I want us to pray. And it's an activation prayer for the next six weeks. Acts 2 verse 33 says, Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this to which you now see and hear. Luke eleven thirty says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more your heavenly Father will give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. See, I want us to understand that there's the dimension of the Holy Spirit you receive when you get saved. And that's the dimension unto salvation. Then there's the dim- another dimension of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that you receive when you ask for it, which is the spirit upon you go a deeper level with the Holy Spirit. And so I want us to, be, to pray, and our prayer is simple. We're not asking for God to give us the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is already here. We are going to pray same prayer. Lord, I receive the Holy Spirit. You're not asking, give me. You're saying, I receive the infilling to fill me up to the point of overflowing. There is the well and then there's the river. Uh, they said that the, the Bible says that out of my belly shall what, flow rivers of living water. I tell you, this is how we start to walk in this gift. When you receive the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that and, um, Peter went to pray for those Samaritans that get, got saved. And he said, have they been saved? They know that they have been saved. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said no. And he prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They, you don't need a, a, a deliverance service. You don't need a special occasion. You just need that one sincere prayer. 
it's, it comes from a place of faith. Lord, I believe. I know I have received what has already been given to me by my Father. So I received the Holy Spirit. If you are here and you don't, you've not received devotional tongues, you are unable to pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. It births from this place. It births from this place. You don't need to go on a 21-day fast. You just need to believe in faith. In faith, the mouth speaks. In faith, the heart believes. I believe that I have received the Holy Spirit with, a, with an evidence. I believe that I have received the Holy Spirit with evidence. The Bible says, and Peter went to the house of Colinius, and after he had prayed for them and he had gotten saved, he told them, receive the Holy Spirit. I received the Holy Spirit today. I received the Holy Spirit. I don't walk in a lower measure. I go deeper in the Holy Spirit. I received the Holy Spirit. This series is for me. I'm about to walk in the manifestation of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The walking of miracles is mine. The prophecy is mine. I become wiser. I walk in the words of knowledge. I receive gifts of healing. I receive interpretation of tongue. I receive it because it has been given to me. I receive it because it has been given to me. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. As one body and as one voice over this church. Father, everyone, as we step into this series for the next six weeks. Lord, we receive a dimension of the Holy Spirit like never before. Lord, we know that you have given it to us. We just need to be a, a good recipient of it. And so, Father, we receive the Holy Ghost. Father, with dimensions that are unheard of, dimensions unseen, that we have not experienced. Lord, we receive words of knowledge in this room. We receive prophecies in this room. We receive words of wisdom. We begin to walk in levels of miracles. Our words carry power. In the name of Jesus, we are able to interpret tongues. We are able to we receive the gifts of faith in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. As a church, we receive it. As a body, we receive it. We receive what has been given to us in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. Take all the glory and all the honor. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.